Hello there, the Psychology Report. We have an addiction in America. We have an epidemic in America. It's based on the use and the overuse of pain medication, opioids. You know, we have now come to a point where the number of prescriptions are so many and so loosely monitored that we have people dying by the score because of their use and overuse and extensive use and extended use of the opioid uh, medications generally they fall within the category of painkillers, the pain control medications. 33,000 Americans in the last year died as a result of their use of opioids. And in Canada, it was 2,500, 2,500. So about 10% according to the population as well. And um, 80% of the world opioids and 99% of the hydrocodines, uh, which is a synthetic uh, pain medication, is used here in America. You know, we are a medication-oriented culture, society. We like our medication. We don't like pain. We don't like to control pain. We don't like to manage pain other than to take something to manage it. We don't like the idea of putting up with pain, of figuring out other ways to manage it, or to use self-control strategies, or to use therapy strategies. We go the easy route, and that is to take a pill, and it's known, of course, as pill addiction. No different than any other pills that are taken in America. It's the easy answer to the solution of a problem. Now, recently, President Trump declared the opioid crisis as a national emergency, a national crisis, and um, countered the fact that we have a death toll as a result of such medication to equal a 9-11 attack every three weeks in a year. Can you imagine that? The 9-11 attack occurring, reoccurring every three weeks with that many people dying as a result of it. So we are losing a huge population of people. We're We're losing a huge population of men. It's primarily their male population that overuse the opioids. So it's, it's an addiction primarily by men, although there are a lot of women that are so involved in it. So it's a close drug to heroin, if you think of it that way. Codeine and morphine and heroin, very, very close to each other. So when we talk about using pain medication, we're kind of talking about a kiss and cousin of the heroin drug. And the idea, of course, is that when you ingest the chemical, it attaches to the receptors in the brain that block the signal of pain and allows for the signal 
of pleasure to be experienced. So if you look at it from a brain pathology point of view, it seems to deaden the part of the brain that is associated with pain. And either it increases the level of pleasure in the brain or it allows for the pleasure of the individual within the brain to just be manifest, to be experienced. When you take away pain, the opposite of pleasure is pleasure. It's like taking away the light and what comes about is dark. So if you somehow dull the brain, particularly in the area of the brain associated with pain, and we know what that is, the pain centers, then you allow a person to experience life without the agony of pain. Well, what does a person do then? Well, a person then takes that drug again because they like that experience of the absence of pain, the dullness of pain, the removal of pain. They like that. It's an attraction. It's, an, it, it, it's something sought after. So they take more of that opioid medication. And then they take more. And then they'll take more. And it's not unusual to take uh, 5, 10, 15 a day and more. Just to drive uh, the pain away. And then to live in the absence of that pain. And whether you experience it as pleasure or you experience it just as the absence of pain, nonetheless, it's a desirable state of being for somebody who lives with chronic pain. Now, here's the issue. Pain medication is often prescribed by general physicians, physicians of different specialties, psychiatry, pain management doctors, neurologists, orthopedists. There's a number of doctor specialties that will prescribe the opioid medication. And the problem is that a person or a patient may go to two or three doctors. And then those doctors don't communicate with each other. And before you know it, that person is now getting medication from two or three different sources, way beyond what he needs and should have, and then has all the availability of such medication for overuse. Or they buy it in the black market. Or they borrow and steal it from others, perhaps within their home, even in the medicine chest of their own home. There may be pain medication. And if that is, there, it's just a matter of accessing it and start taking it in large quantities. Knocking yourself out, you know, so to speak. And we have that. The death rate is enormous in America. 33,000 Americans, okay? Can you imagine that? Die as a result of the use of the opiate medications and the pain medications. Codeine, morphine, uh, many, many, many different kinds of pills along that line. But people seem to want it. People seem not, do not want the pain. So when you don't want the pain... That is the alternative. It's the easy alternative. Now, there are many other alternatives. There's the use of biofeedback therapy. There's an attempt to teach relaxation, deep muscle relaxation, especially in the areas where the pain is manifest. Teach those muscles in those areas to relax. Or there's TENS, a TENS unit, T-E-N-S, TENS unit, 
which delivers a electric shock in a certain area of the body which redirects and interferes with the normal pain circuits that a person experiences in an attempt to reduce the pain. May not eliminate it, but can reduce it. Or physical therapy, or chiropractic, or acupuncture, or massage therapy of various kinds. There's just a number of different therapies that can be utilized all at once, different combinations, but people can use therapy programs to monitor and to reduce and even eliminate pain that they experience. Now the general rule is that if you're going to use an opiate medication to control your pain, it's for acute pain. Acute. That means for about a matter of a month. No more than three months. And that's probably pushing it. A month is recommended. Two months is reasonable. But once it goes to three months and beyond, you probably have an individual that is into the addiction pattern in a very significant way or about to enter the addiction pattern in a significant way. That's kind of the critical point that something needs to be done. Obviously, anybody on such pain medication needs to be regularly monitored by their physician. And all the physicians that prescribe such medication to them. But that person should also be in a psychotherapy program. If you have a chronic pain program, there are chronic pain psychologists that help you learn the strategies of pain management, self-control, pain management. There are most larger cities. Health psychologists are very high. Now, not every psychologist can handle the issue of pain management. They're not all trained in that. But health psychologists are, and rehabilitation psychologists are. There are a number of psychologists that do and regularly treat people for chronic pain and for addiction of this nature. Get yourself into a therapy program. If you are taking an opiate medication, don't go it alone. Be in a support group. Be in a group of people who are trying to get off of it. You know, it's there's an AA program, an NA program, that might be helpful, might be helpful. Or some churches offer a group therapy or a group support system known as Celebrate Recovery. Many churches offer that. Get into a program like that. At least you're around people who will be supportive of you and be helpful to you in breaking that kind of uh, response to addiction. So we need the various ways that are available, you know, to control this kind of an addiction in our life if we have chronic pain. And um, there are certain medications to be avoided. Oxycontin is certainly one of them. Morphine is certainly one of them. You know, any doctor that prescribe such medication can give you advice as to why you should not take it at all or why you should take it only for a very brief and limited period of time. Now, this kind of addiction, like a lot of other kind of addictions, seems to be bred within the communities where poverty exists, the lack of education exists, the lack of adequate health care exists where hopelessness prevails. 
where substance abuse and substance addiction of various kinds prevail within the inner city, within small rural towns. It's almost like saying because there's no alternative for treatment that the use of a pain medication is the simple answer, the quick answer, and sometimes seems to be the only answer. Certainly not the best answer, but seems to be the best answer. Now, if you have use of such a medication, and you've been using it for more than three months, you better start tomorrow on getting that thing taken care of. Get off that medication. Do something different. Sometimes the use of an antidepressant can be helpful in pain management rather than some of these pain medications. You know, get into an exercise program, get into a sport group, find a celebrate recovery group and go to it, you know, and so on. Start tomorrow and do something. If you are in a situation where you are taking a pain medication, you've been taking it now for more than three months. You know, the other thing is, go see your doctor and tell your doctor that you've been taking this now for six, eight, nine months or a couple years and you're concerned and you want to get off and ask him to help you, the process. It may take a year to decrease the medication gradually so you don't trigger into an seizure, but can gradually withdraw from these kinds of medications. So you're going to need some help. So start the process and go see your doctor and tell him what you want to do. You, you want to get off this medication, but yet at the same time, you have this pain and you need to manage it better. So some of these processes such as relaxation training and, and uh, exercise and uh, support groups and so on need to be drawn upon so that you can have a system of taking care of yourself. Now, that's for you. If you know somebody who is addicted to an opioid, then you better get them involved in a treatment program. Go with them. Encourage them. Tell them. Get them into a therapy program of some kind. Uh, start the process of getting them off the medication. Support them in that process. Urge them to do so. Let them know how tough it is and that they are playing with danger. They're playing with death if they keep on it. So be of help to the person that you know is on such medication and help them get off of it. But if you know somebody who has pain, encourage them not to start the use of pain medication. Do all the options that are possible to manage pain, but not to use one of the opiates. Try to get them off of that into some other alternative way of managing pain. And um, even the churches or the schools or the clubs that you participate in, the community groups you participate in, get educational plans going. Get people into lecture. Get people to give a talk about this kind of addiction. Educate your community. Educate your church population. Educate your, your, your membership in your organization, the groups that you belong to. Get an educational plan going so that you're helping others avoid this kind of addiction or get the process of getting out of that addiction, get that process started. So you can play a role. You can play a strong role in dealing with this addiction issue. Whether it's your addiction 
or just an addiction of people that you love and you're concerned with and are important to you, family members and friends and so on. But be a source of help. Be a source of re be a resource of help. Be a cheerleader, yes. But be an educator. You know, be an educator, yes, but also be a community organizer, if you will. Get something organized in your community, in your church, in your group, in your org associations of an educational nature so that you can address this issue and decrease this addiction in America, which is now at an epidemic level. And it's sad. We're losing people by the score. Same for Canada, same for the United States. So do something about it. This is your opportunity to be a leader, your opportunity to be a source of help, a source of education, a source of, of uh, community involvement. And uh, send the signal out. Send the warning signal out. Be a Paul Revere for, the, for your community for this particular addiction, which is out to kill you all. So do your thing as much as you possibly can. Hey, good to be with you today. Good to join me in this little uh, discussion on uh, pill addiction and um, hope you can do your part in it okay go to my website booksbyhedberg.com and um, my book on there in healthcare achieving and living a healthy lifestyle in a world of stress addresses issues of addiction so that would be a good book to get a hold of and uh, start reading it and uh, get a little better knowledge about what pill addiction is all about okay and uh, see you again then, and thanks for joining me. Bye for now.